Welcome to the Never Stop Getting It podcast, where we take your mind out of reality and have a little fun with life. Here's your hosts, Steve Giroux, Scott Bailey, and John Osimo. Hi, right, everybody. Another installment of Never Stop Getting It podcast. Today's a great one. We're on location at Lots of Laughs Comedy Club at Joe Fish's restaurant. Today, we get a special guest. Johnny, how do you feel about having Johnny Peasy in here? We got two Johnnies. Super oh excited. Oh, my God. It, this is spectacular right now. I can't believe we're on location with one of Boston's premier comedians, Johnny Peasy, and a fellow paisano. So very happy to have Johnny on today and such a special guest. Welcome, Johnny. Well, thank you for having me, guys. This is really a thrill to be on your podcast. This is great. We have a great uh, night ahead of us here with the king of Boston comedy here at Joe Fish. Uh, not the Andover. Steve <laughs> Sweeney is on the bill tonight, oh, so we have a great one here tonight. But So uh, let me tell you a little bit about myself. Yes, please. I've been doing comedy for over 35 years, and uh, it's, it's something I have uh, loved to do since I was a little boy in school, being the class clown, and then every year, every year teachers punished me by sending me to summer school. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we love summer school. <laughs> oh, God. But anyways, but the, yeah, this has been fun. I've, I work all over the country, 20 years working three weeks a year in Vegas, Atlantic City, Laughlin, Nevada, all over the country. And what I'm very proud of is I went overseas to entertain our troops oh, in Kosovo, Sarajevo, and Bosnia. And that was a thrill. I, I was there with a comedian by the name of A.J. Jamal. Have you ever heard of A.J.? No, All right, never. do you remember the TV show In Living Color? Of yes, course. Yes, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, we well, did. Well, on the last season, when one of the Wayam brothers signed a big contract and he left, this guy A.J. took over. What a funny, funny guy. Oh, my God. It, what a th- We had more fun out there, 10 days with him. Uh, and it was just one of the th- highlights of my life being over there entertaining our soldiers and they couldn't have been they couldn't have been more appreciative they were taking the the patches off their off their uh, jackets absolutely yes wow i can tell you being former military myself i was in the marine corps from 97 to 2001 thank you for your service no but thank you i mean when you say soldiers are appreciative it's above and beyond what you think i mean anytime you get a free act coming in and somebody's willing to entertain you it's just like you, your mind's blown. It, it's a fantastic opportunity. It just takes your mind out of reality, you know, kind of yeah. what our podcast. Absolutely. You know? And, you know, and so after the show, you know, I do magic. So uh, I do uh, close-up. Yes. And, and so we would go in a little area, and I'm doing close-up magic for all of them. And they just loved it. And, um, you know, they want to know everything that's going on back home. What's going on back home? What, you know, what's going right. on, you know? And, yeah. It was such a thrill, and I was supposed to go to uh, Afghanistan, and a week before I was ready to go, my daughter, who was here somewhere, she was uh, expecting uh, her first child, my first grandchild, on December 27th, and she asked me if I would... um, if I would stay and be there for the birth. Oh, that must have been so, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, so that was that was cool, you know. But I've been blessed, guys. i got to tell you, I've worked with uh, some of the greatest comics. Um, uh, 
in, uh, in, in, in comedy. I've met, I mean, Robin Williams. I've met Robin right. Williams. Oh, that must have been awesome. Oh, my God, guys. When I tell you uh, meeting him was, you know, you never know how, how a lot of these big celebrities are going to be. He could not have been nicer. Right. You know? And, so down oh my, to earth. We yeah. went to dinner. We, a bunch of us went to dinner, right? Yep. He did a show at the Lowell, um, Lowell Memorial, whatever place where they do shows. Sold it out for 5,000 people. And then they invited us to dinner afterwards. Nice. Him and his little entourage. There was about 10 of us, right? Right. So we followed the limo. We get to this little restaurant in Billerica called the La Grossa. <laughs> and it was a Monday, and they opened it up just for us. Right. And he was already there. We waited for him to go in and sit down. We gave him a little, so we walked in, 10 of us. And the first thing he said when he saw us walking, he went, Christ party, table of 12, Christ party, table of 12. <laughs> yeah, and right. then he come over, put a nap, he put a thing over his hand, he started coming over like he's the waiter. Yeah, yeah. He goes, how you doing? I'll be a servant today. We have the big stuff penis out of this world. <laughs> and he did a whole menu. And, and, but here's the amazing part about it, guys. Yep. He had just done a show for 5,000 people. Right. Here he was in a little restaurant. He didn't stop. Right. He was just on. And then he went in the kitchen with the cooks. Right. He jumped over the bar. Yeah. It was like nobody's not good enough for, for me. And that's what yep. I loved about him. And I got to talk to him, me and him an hour. Yeah. Oh. Oh, fantastic. Oh, I mean, it's just once in a lifetime experience for right there. Oh. It, yep. And just like you said, he's not going to stop even though he's out to dinner. It's just who he is. And again, that's sort of the never stop getting it motto. And that's why we appreciate you coming on to the show right now, because never stop getting it is what we're all about here on the podcast. And, there you go. And, and, and you've been doing this for so long. You have had so many experiences and yet you're back here in and around the Boston area. So how does it feel? I mean, Boston has a history of, of, of really producing unbelievable comics that have gone on to do bigger and better, but at the same Huge. time, coming back to your roots, how does it feel to be in a small sort of venue like this? It's quaint, it's nice, and I, even setting up this podcast here, we saw you mingling with with everybody, doing, the patrons, and doing contracts for the and people. Do, yeah, doing it. I love it. I mean, it just it, and you can tell, you can see it on your face, you can see it in your expression how much you really love to do what you do. I do. You know, you know, some guys. You know what I'm really proud of is the fact that I do shows uh, during the week for senior centers and you know, for senior, and also going to like assisted living because I feel everybody needs to be entertained. Everybody needs a laugh. You know, everybody needs a laugh. You know. Oh my God. I go in, now I, more than ever. Right. I used to go into children's hospital before the pandemic and do shows for the kids, which right. I hope someday I could do it again. Right. And then on uh, Thursday nights at the Prince, uh, five to seven, I do walk around magic, and a lot of kids love to come in and right. You know, and it's all about making people feel happy and feel right. good. Right. That's what it's about. And I do my regular comedy shows. Right. So it, I, I've been able to hit all different aspects. People go, "Why do you do magic?" I go, "Why?" Well, you know, when I go somewhere, you know, people go, "Okay, come on, make me laugh, make me laugh." <laughs> right, you know, right. it's like. No, wait a minute. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll do one better. And then I right. amaze them and then make them laugh as I amaze right. them with and, the tricks. And, and that's what's so unique about what you do. It's not just comedy. It's not just the magic tricks. It's both. You're a magician and a comic at the same time. And that's a unique skill. So. Yeah. 
uh, that must be really great for you to be able to go around and, like you said, not only make people laugh, but entertain them and amaze them at the love same it. time. Yeah, I love it, you know. And I got to tell you, you, know, you talk about Boston. Boston is ground zero for comedy, let me tell you. Yeah. And, and I'll give you a perfect example. I mean, you, there's a list of comics that, that have made it uh, from Boston. I mean... Jay Leno, right. actually from pretty much around this exactly. area. Sure. But, you know, we call him a Boston comic. Right, right. And then you have Dane Cook. And then you have right. Bill Burr. Right. And, of course, our own Lenny Clark. Lenny Clark, right. Dennis Steve Leary. Sweeney and Dennis Leary. You know, Dennis, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Yeah. I mean, these Where's guys here. Right, right. Nick DiPaolo. I don't know if you know yes. Nick DiPaolo. Yeah, yeah, I know I started Nick. out with Nick, and he is one of the funniest guys uh, on the planet. But, see, and here's the thing, guys. Boston, we set a bar. We set the bar. Absolutely. Okay? Right. Now, people always wonder about um, why Giggles is the premier comedy club. Well, I've been there. I, I helped uh, start Kinkos 34 years ago, right? right. Yeah. And Mike Clark, who's just done an amazing uh, job making it uh, what it is today. But also, a lot of the comedy clubs, kind of to save money, they always put like a guy that's just starting out comedy. Right. Yeah. Yep. And then a, sure. then a middle guy that's okay. But then they have a good headliner. But, right. But at Giggles, we always have a guy that's a really good comic. Right. And what happens, it sets the level that the next guy has to right. come up to. So that's, that's what's made uh, Giggles. You know, it's everybody. Oh, I want to play giggles. I want to play giggles. Right. And it, there's a bar that you have to that you have you to be hit. at. Yeah. Absolutely. But Bo that's why with Boston, the, I mean, the talent that's come out of this town is absolutely amazing. Stephen Wright. Right. So I was perfect. there the night yeah. Stephen Wright was discovered yeah. by the Tonight Show people. Oh, I was wow. there that yeah. night. It was wow. Comedy history. Yeah. You know. And it seems like you are all a tight-knit group, too, from Boston, because it means something to be from this town. And again, I say town, of course, it's a city and everything, but it, it really is the town it's feel, town. Yeah. because everything around this area is just all about the town. It's all about the neighborhoods and, and the people, yeah. and it matters. And, and I don't think you get that necessarily everywhere you go, so it must be so gratifying for you to be able to come back and be from this town and to give back to all the people that make it what it is because it's all about community around here. It, it's a great, you know, the Boston comedy community is a great, great community. And I mean that. I mean, you know, anytime somebody has been uh, in need, especially if you're a comedian, uh, I'll give an example, Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox, I don't know if you know Kevin. Kevin was one no. of, oh my God, one of the funniest comics around hysterical and he developed cancer and uh, you know we raised we went to bat for him to keep him alive mm. you know I mean I did a walk for Kevin and I raised thirty four thousand dollars on my own for Kevin wow. yeah wow. and uh, with, you know but people helping you know people helping and, and so that's and that's that's what it is you know when and I'll give an ex I'll give an example. There was a woman that was a um, she worked at my friend's restaurant, Vinnie's in Somerville, and sweetheart of a girl. She used to always come be our waitress when all the comics would get together. Then one day they go, Johnny, Lena's only got three months to live. Oh wow! Uh, so I said, let's put a fundraiser together. Let's send her down to Florida, right. and where she could detox and give herself. She gave herself three or four more years. We raised fifty thousand dollars. Wow! But that's. The fact that, you know, I put the word out, these guys come in and help me. Right. You know, and, right. and I'm so grateful for this community. Right. Every year, I mean, I've been involved in a lot of different things. I, 
you know, when I when I realized years and years ago I wasn't going to be rich and famous. Right. I said, but you know something, but if I could help out. Right. If I could help. And yeah. I've always tried to be there when I've been right. asked. And I've spearheaded benefits and fundraisers. And so it's something I love to do. Right. And to me, it's like giving back. Right. You know what I mean? And and um, just, the other, just uh, two nights ago, we did a thing at the Regent Theater in Arlington for a girl that's running the Boston Marathon. And, yep. and for her girlfriend that was killed in, by a car Ooh. while she was jogging. Ooh. So we try to raise money so she could run $8,500 needed to run right. a marathon. Right. We do the Children's Hospital benefit every year on uh, Columbus Day weekend, that Sunday. And we're doing it for 12, 13 years. And we raise $20,000 that, that year. And it all goes to great, you know, like um, scholarships and, you know, things that they need at the hospital. So it's, right. it's, it's rewarding in that fact. You know something? Sometimes yep. you don't have to be a millionaire right. to feel rewarded. Absolutely, you yes. Know what I mean? uh, we can totally agree. <laughs> no, we do. Yeah. It's the way our podcast was. I was telling you earlier, it started out with a family type of podcast, busting each other's balls. It took off, and now we're able to help out. We, we did a Toys for Tots fundraiser with our platform, right. a small platform. Yep. You know, we raised money for Toys for Tots. Awesome. And we raised money for uh, the Matt, Matt Brown, Brown Foundation. Foundation. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, Project uh, 351, right. a nonprofit. You know, it's. I tell you, you feel so good doing that. It, it's, right. it, that's it, more it, than it having really, money. It, it's part of the fabric of our community here to to uh, give back and and to help those in need. And we've been doing that for a very long time. And we know why you want to do it. You know, and, and just, that yeah, it, it, it is so rewarding. And it doesn't. You know, when it comes to the whole rich and famous thing, what what does that really mean? If if your life doesn't really have the meaning that you want it to, exactly. and and you know, the pursuit of happiness means a lot more than just being rich and famous. Yeah. And so th we appreciate that for, for what you're saying about everything that you just said and, and, and the experiences that you've had. Some some people are multimillionaires and are unhappy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you <laughs> wonder it. about that. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Exactly. And, um, you know, I try to, you know, like I said, I try to uh, keep a smile on my face and, you know, try to be in a good mood. You know, we right. all have our cuckoo days sometimes. Of oh, course. Right, yeah. You know. Yep. No doubt about it. But when it comes to everything that you've done over the years and just, again, your your long history of going different places and, uh, you know, uh, uh, being with different people as far as performing, you know, is there any, like, crazy story that you want to share yeah, with us? Like, yeah, I do. Give me, give me a crazy story. Well, I'm going to give you two, two instances. Yeah. One, of the, one, of, one of the biggest thrills, the first time I played Las Vegas yeah. was, now, I'd never been to Las Vegas I was there with Lenny Clark. Yeah. And um, so I went out. So I get there. I get there. We start on a Monday. So I get there Sunday because I figured, oh, I'd never been here before. And so at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock on that Sunday, they changed the signs to, for the next group of comics, sure, right? Comics, yeah, right? Sure. I'm standing out in Las Vegas Boulevard, and I'm looking down, <laughs> and all I see for miles of lights and yep. names, Red Fox, Dorothy Hamill, yep. pop, pop, pop. Yep. awesome. Yeah. All of a sudden, I Big see light. my name <laughs> come yeah. scrolling along. You know you made it. Oh my God, how, <laughs> how, did, how did that feel though at oh, that moment? Well, I was standing in the middle of Las Vegas Boulevard uh, uh, yeah. and cars are almost hitting me. You feel like Elvis at that oh, point, right? Thank you very much, I did, baby. <laughs> oh, <my God>. I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and that was great. But I, I got to tell you, one of my favorite stories. Are you guys familiar with Sam Kennison? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. 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 Now, Sam. Yeah. Much. Yeah. And I got to tell you. Funny. Huh? Funny. Oh, my God. Well, I love Sam for a number of reasons. I love, you know, I love creative comics who are constantly working and constantly writing um, and don't rely, you know, sometimes when I see comics sometimes doing the same material they've been doing for 15 years or 20 right. years, whatever. Yeah. We, we all have our standards. In other words, we all have those few bits, but, you know, throw some new things right, in there, right. too. You know, yeah, of course. Spruce it up, you know. Yep. Keep it relevant, you right, know. Right. But anyway, that's why I loved, that's why I loved um, Sam Kennison. But I, so anyway, my favorite Sam Kennison story, he had just done HBO. Do you remember his HBO's? You live in a desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Rodney yes. Dangerfield, yes. right? Yeah. So, so now uh, he comes out with that special. Now people have only seen seven minutes of Sam Kinison, but they're like, "Oh my God, yeah. this guy's a stubborn. You live right. in a desert. Right. You know what yeah. this is? This is sand. You know yeah. what's going to be in a hundred? It's going to be sand. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Don't get him food. Get him luggage. Yeah. You know, oh, hysterical, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, anyway, awesome. so he comes into Boston, and he's playing Nick's comedy star. Mm-hmm. After seven minutes, now the place is 500 people. Yep. He starts doing his all his other material, which was extremely blue and extremely <laughs> controversial. He's an ex-preacher. He's doing religious stuff that's hysterically oh, yeah. funny. Yep. Yep. So anyway, they start running for the exits. Right? <laughs> you know, so, so, so Nick's like, Nick's are like. You yeah. know, we gotta we gotta fire you, Sam. Yeah. So he had no work for oh the week. He's in Boston. He couldn't do the connection. Oh, um, no. uh, Stitches um, uh, accepted him, but you know, just says like just to go in there and hang up. But anyway, so I get a call from Mike Clark, and he goes, "Hey, Johnny, now I'm going back. Now you gotta remember, I'm going back 36 years ago." Right. He goes, "You want Sam Kennison Friday night? That was doing this little place called the Broadway East in Everett. Yep. Seated, probably as big as this." And he's like, I go, I can't afford him. He goes, 200 bucks. Oh. I go, okay, yeah. Yeah. So I ended up getting about 70 people because I couldn't really advertise, you know. So I I was so excited. I'm going to meet my first HBO star. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Right. I go to pick him up at at the hotel. I knock on the door. His girlfriend answers the door. She, I think she weighed about 30 pounds. Yeah. She was the skinniest girl I've ever seen in my life. She goes, I just can't seem to wake Sam up like that. Oh, so I go in, yeah. and there he is lying face down on the bed. Oh, Jesus. Just pants on. Yeah. And I go, Mr. Kennison, you know, we've got to be at this place in an hour. Yeah, let's go. He goes, ah. He goes, all right. And all I'm saying to myself is, this is my big HBO style. He gets his socks. He smells his socks. He puts his socks on. He smells his shirt. He puts his shirt on. He smells it first. Yeah. Love it. And he says to his girlfriend, uh, uh, honey, we have any Moe left? We drank it last night. Do we have any Coke? We did it last night. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. so we get in the car. We get on. And I watch him. I watch him. He does an hour. Yeah. And it was hysterical. Mm-hmm. Hysterical. So now, I, so he goes, he, he whispers to me, this is the night before he's going to film Back to School. Oh, my God. So he whispers hilarious. to me, go drop her off at the airport. We're going out. You know? yep. So we drop her off, not the airport, at the hotel. So we go into Stitches. Yeah. And there was a, when we walked in, and he tells me his whole life story in the ride there, right? Yeah. 
So we get there, and there's a girl waiting for him. Two girls, actually two. He brings them right on stage, mm-hmm. and, he, and people are cheering. And, he, and so, so I stayed until about one in the morning. I had to be up at five. Right. That's when. Am I, is my phone ringing? I can hear something. Oh, it might be the phone behind the bar. I don't know. Um. So, anyways, there's my phone ringing. Everybody in podcast land. <laughs> Let me just see. This could be a reservation. Hold it. Yep. Yep. Hold it. Let me see. And uh, pause. <laughs> oh, Steve Sweeney just called. That's 20 minutes ago. Uh, oh, did you pause it? No, no, no. no, no. Okay. So anyway, uh, I, and I put this on silent, too. No, they oh, I did. Anyway. So anyway, so, so he tells me his life story. So then I leave. Six months later, guys, he's the hottest comic in the world. Right. Tour buses. So he comes to Boston, right? So I said to Lenny Clark, who was on the show, and uh, I said, hey, Lenny, could you get me a ticket? I want to go. Goes, oh, yeah, yeah, Johnny. Right? So the day comes. I go. I buy a big bottle of Moet. Mm-hmm. Right. Moet, yeah. Yep. Stuff it down my pants. Yep. There's plenty of room. <laughs> so, so I go to the stitches. They, my ticket was there. I go in. Now, I knew there's offices upstairs, the rooms, the dressing rooms. So yeah. I, I knew the secret door. went upstairs, and I'm looking at all the doors. Finally, get to the, I get to the room. There's Sam Aerosmith. Yeah. There's all these wow. celebrities. That's great. And of course, do I have to tell you what they were doing? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, we so, can we can use our imagination. Yeah, use your that. imagination. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, so I so Lenny tries to like stop me. I go, no, I got something for Sam, Lenny. He goes, okay. Yeah. So I go over and Sam's at the table. He's got yeah, yeah. That's an apparatus in his hands. Yeah, yeah. And I go, hey Sam, I, I remembered you like Moe. Yeah. And he goes like this. He goes, yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> totally this yeah. is me right yeah, yeah like you know like but i understood i mean come on look who's with he's with all these celebrities right right so now i walk out and i'm walking down the corridor all of a sudden i hear johnny johnny yeah i turn around and sam's going come over here come over here <laughs> i walk over he puts me in a bear hug yep. squeezes me and he goes i'm so sorry for what i just did to you yeah, yeah. I go, Sam. Yeah. I go, Sam. It's okay. He goes, No, no, no. It was rude. I go, Sam. It's okay. No, no. this show's for you. Yeah. We're dedicating this show to you. Wow. Thank you, Sam. Yeah. He's yeah. squeezing me, right? So now I go to my seat. Kyle LeBeau, his best friend, goes on, crushes. Lenny crushes. Right. Sam comes on stage, staggering with a bottle of Moe. <laughs> and he goes That's like this. Awesome. And he goes like this, and he grabs. Grabs the mic, he goes, I'm supposed to do an hour and a half show, but that Johnny Peasy got me fucked <laughs> yeah. up! He got me all wagged up! That's awesome. Yeah, that, Imagine that, the that. people you meet and the network and you get, you know what I mean? It's just... It, it all, all comes all back around. All, all the stories are unbelievable. Oh, you know, talking, talking about Lenny Clark, just as you, as you did. And, yeah. Uh, he's, he's been on the uh, Never Stop Getting podcast yes, back yes. in November. So he was oh, on this show. My buddy. He's so, one of my best friends yeah. in this business. Yeah. Now he's, he's a yeah. huge star. Oh, yeah. In Hollywood. We're hoping to make the rounds here. And so, again, thanks for coming on to the podcast. Oh, God. That's an unbelievable story. It's it's exactly what we, we wanted to hear. Yeah. Because it's, it's all about having fun. Fun, getting out there, performing for your fans, and, and doing the best you can. And then, of course, it's the relationships that you that you can make yeah. when it comes to that. Absolutely. You, know? you must have some great stories about was it the Ding Ho? Well, you know, well, I'll tell you, I was well. You know, a lot I of did, great comments came out of there too. Oh, that's that that was that's uh, like that was zero, yeah, right? That, yeah. Now I was just starting out. And I, I'll tell you this true story. 
um, my very first, I was a mailman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really? Yeah, I, was, okay. I was a letter carrier. Letter yeah. carrier. Now, nowadays, it's, it's, it's letter carrier, Yeah, letter right? carrier. <laughs> so you don't right. say mailman so, anymore. Yeah. So every morning in the post office, true story, I used to make every, like, it, I had to be in at six, but at seven o'clock, everybody would come around my case. Yeah. And yeah. I would do, I would just, I would do the crazy jump in the hamper. Right, right. And I'd do Elton John, Saturday, yeah. Saturday, Saturday night. That must and have I, been unbelievable would, yeah. for them, so, right? So, yeah. so, so they used to say to me, oh, you know, you should do try stand-up. And I'm like, stand what's that? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So they go, oh, they do the oh, an open mic. So anyways, so I started going down to Ding Ho and just watching. So, and I, so I'd see, now Wednesday nights, it would be packed, Lenny Clark. Right. And then in his heyday, oh my God, excuse me, it was sensational. Right. So I see him walking by one day, and he walks by me. I go, hey, you're great, Mr. Clark. He goes, yeah. call me Lenny. I go, oh, he yeah. goes, what's your name? I go, Johnny Pease. He goes, call me Lenny. Yeah. And he walks away. Right. Next day, or maybe two days later, I'm delivering mail in Cambridge, his hometown. Right. And I hear, Johnny! Yeah. Johnny! And I look. Yeah. And there he is. And there he is. <laughs> yeah. and, he, and, he, and I'm like, he remembered my name. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so... He invited me into the, uh, he's got some waters in. So yeah. he invited me into um, the barracks, which was a legendary place in Cambridge where the, a lot of comedians lived. Right, right. It was, a, it was like a, thank you. Uh, no. So anyway, so I got to, I got to, um, so I was hanging out like, you know, like going to Kevin Meany. Right. I used to take Kevin Meany to lunch almost right. every day and pay, and I had no money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so uh, I became very friendly with Lenny. And uh, so I'll never forget, um, I was going to do my first open right? Yep. So I said, I'll do it on Wednesday night, Lenny will be there. Yep. So a bunch of people from the post office came, and I did a whole skit about being a mailman. Yeah, perfect. Right? Yep. I get there, Lenny's not there. He had to do something else. So this other guy, the late Barry Cremens was there, the late, great Barry Cremens. So I go on, so finally when it's my turn to go on, I have like the sh- 10 minutes they, that you dream about. Yep, here you go. It, they loved it. In the so I, so I, I walked into the bathroom, they're, they're coming in, oh my God, you're gonna be on Carson, you were great. Yep. And I'm like, wow, this was, wow. So anyways, I figured next week when I go back, mm-hmm. Lenny will be here, oh yeah, yeah you yeah. know. Well, I go back a week later, Lenny's there and I'm, I can't wait. I go on and oh my God, did I bomb. <laughs> That's how it happens, though. <laughs> Sometimes. Says, you know, but you know never, what it is. Because, yeah. see, you don't realize when you're first doing it, you, you, if, you, if you hesitate at one joke, if you pause the wrong place, if yeah. you say the wrong words, out of, it totally destroys. So yeah, you don't like realize. The, the, ca- your cadence. Right. Every, so all the these flow, things. The all flow, all that stuff happens. Well, yeah. anyways, yeah. I didn't do comedy after that for two years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But I kept on writing and writing, because I knew someday I will, but... But right. it took a little bit. Then I started going back and doing it. Right. And, um, but, uh, so I, I was still very close. I got to be very close friends with Lenny Clark. So yep. uh, Peter LaSalle, who was the uh, talent coordinator for The Tonight Show, was coming into Boston to uh, look at Lenny Clark. Because, yep. you know, his, he was getting big, but, you know. Right. So I go pick Lenny up that day. It was a, it was a Thursday night, I believe. And... Um, Lenny had had a couple of cocktails the night before. Sure. And he, he yep. was really sad because he had found out some people had really 
screwed him out of a lot of money. Yeah. So I went I went looking for coffee. There was no Dunkin' Donuts in those days in every okay. corner. Right, yeah. Finally, I found this gas station that had coffee. I get, get, please, I need black coffee. I right. took it back to him. But anyways, I took him to the plant, and all the top comics mm-hmm. had to go on. Don Gavin, Barry Kremens, Mike mm-hmm. McDonald, Mike Dunham. All of them were going on. Like, Lenny was hosting it. Right. And I watched these four people from the now place, place was mobbed, and they were dressed just like us. Yep. Right, no, right, yeah. But they, the four people from the they were dressed in gowns and, t- and suits. They, they oh. stuck out like short th- thumbs, right, right? Right, right. So everybody's going on, and they're just, you know. Uh, uh. Yep. Well, finally at the end, who goes on? Stephen Wright. Mm-hmm. Within 20 seconds, they're laughing their heads off. He does seven minutes, phenom- phenomenal. Wow. And then. Yep. They give him the Tonight Show card, yeah. And um, I didn't know Stephen. I know Stephen now, right. pretty good. Yeah. I didn't know him then, but anyways, I walked over to him and he had a big smile on his face. He had the Tonight Show card in his hand, guys. It was yeah. like the what do you call that that thing? Um, the uh, golden ticket? No, not well, not the what do you call that thing? It's the, the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like the Holy Grail. It was sh- lights were yeah, shining. Right. Well, that's and what I, I thought of the yeah, golden ticket. Yeah. From. From Willy Wonka and the yeah. Chocolate Factory, right? So I go, can I hold yeah. it? Yeah. Now I got the, t- I got it in my hand, going. Yeah. It's because it's a Tonight Show with the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Peter LaSalle. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, he was on the Tonight Show a week later, twice yeah. in one week. Unheard of. Wow. Unheard wow. of. Imagine yeah. It. Amazing, you know. And that to me is comedy history. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I was there when he was discovered by the Tonight Show people. Wow. Yeah. Um, Another great. You want to hear another great Absolutely. story? Absolutely, yeah, bring I, 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 I gotta. I, I gotta love him. Yeah. Please keep him coming. We love yeah. him. So uh, Lenny was on doing a tour with Andrew Dice Clay. Clay. Andrew Dice, Dice Clay, Clay right? He was big, and then he, he fell yeah. off a little yeah. bit. Yeah, he was. Well, yeah. when you talk about him being big, yeah, he was. Um, he was. Uh, uh, I mean, he was filling twenty thousand seat arenas. Yeah, okay. exactly. Big as you can get. There's well known. His kid's a great kid. I'm gonna tell him to pull up a chair. Yeah. There you go. Uh, he's a great kid. Pull up a chair. <laughs> yeah. How's it going? Come sit down. Hey, how you Have doing? Have some fun with us. Will Noonan just stepped in here, oh, folks, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy. Good Will evening. Noonan. I've always wanted to share a mic with Johnny P. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, here's a chance. You so, got it. So here's a there great. This, I'm just telling this great story, Will. Um, yeah. So, so he was touring with Andrew Dice. Lenny Clark was touring with Andrew Dice Clay, right? So, he was on the, about the. He was doing six plays. He did Detroit, L.A., Chicago. But when he got to Long Island, Mike Clark and I flew down, and we were part of his entourage, right? right. We were in the yep. limos. But anyways, so we're downstairs in the locker rooms. You know, the Islanders locker rooms, right? And, Len, and Lenny is getting ready, and Dice got the belt, and he's. You know, he's outside, you know, everybody stay away. It's like Elvis, you know, stay away. Right, right. So anyway, the show's ready to start. So we walk out, there's a little curtain. And when you go through the curtain, now you're in 20,000 people, right? As Lenny and I were walking, Lenny says to me, Johnny, do you have a nail clipper on you? And I go, well, as a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> so he goes, can I borrow it? I go, yeah, I, I usually always carry a nail clipper, you yeah. know? He goes, let, let me borrow it. So I go, okay. He goes, I got an idea. Oh, boy. All right, so listen to this. True story. Now he goes out. Hey, Lenny Clark. Hey. Now with the big screen, you know, the hockey, the, the big yeah, screen. Yeah, right? oh, yeah. So within five minutes of him being out there, all of a sudden, 
we want dice. We want dice. <laughs> yeah. We so Lenny's like, hey, but, hey, hey, listen, he's not even here yet. You better calm down. So they calm down a little bit. He continues. Now they start. You suck. We want dice. We want dice. So Lenny goes, hey, to this section, tell them to. Sh-. So they go, shut up. Now they shut up. Right. Finally, two minutes go by. We want dice. You <laughs> so Lenny goes like this. He goes, look, if you keep this up, yeah. I'm going to sit down at the piano stool. And I'm going to clip my toenails. <laughs> so now there's a, a hush comes. I'm, I'm in, right in front of the stage with the all-access thing. And right, I'm watching right. this. So all of a sudden, there's a hush. Like, like what, the, yeah. is, what is he saying? Right, right. So sure enough, he starts up again. Two minutes go by. We want dice. Yeah. We want. All of a sudden, he goes, all right. Lenny goes over, sits down on the bench, the piano bench. He had moccasins on. He takes his mark and he starts clipping his toenails. You can see them on the big screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? That must have been hilarious. Oh, my God. And now the place goes crazy. <laughs> and he goes, good night, everybody. He told that story on Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, come on, Lenny. Tell him where you got the... Tell him where you got the fingernail clipper. Come on, Lenny. <laughs> tell him. Tell him. They just throw my name out there. Please. Yeah, please. Yeah, right? Do that. Please. You want yeah. a water? Yeah. Want yeah. Water? I'm going to go take a leak. I'll be right oh, back. Oh, okay. All right. Nice to meet you guys. We'll see you right after the show, brother. Absolutely. Just All right. Stop. Just never stop getting it. Never stop getting a podcast. Yep. Nice job. All right. Thank you, buddy. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, so, uh, so then Dice goes on, right? So like... A little intermittent, like a little 10 minute pause, yep. and then Dice goes on. All of a sudden, he starts. Yep. And every time he got to a punchline, his microphone went off. Like it just, you know. So then it started again. And then, and then the punchline. Yep. So, first seven minutes, nothing. There's 20,000 people. So they wow. switch mics, and I saw something that I couldn't believe. He started doing this. Jack and Jill went up the hill, each with a buck and a quarter. Jill come down with 250, and he point the mic to the people, and 20,000 people yell, fucking douchebag. <laughs> he go, little boy blue. He needed the money. 20,000 people. It was like insane wow. that these 20,000 people were... Right. Geese. We're, 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 yeah, it was amazing. Crazy. And I was there. Oh, by yes, the way, yes. I was there the night when he was discovered, uh, when Lenny Clark did the Rodney Dangerfield, uh, Young Comedians. Wow. Andrew was on the show. And I sat up front. Lenny went on first. Yep. And uh, it was called Nothing Goes, if you ever want to go on YouTube and watch it, it's called Nothing Goes Right. Yep. And um, my claim to fame. Yep. Uh, when Lenny went on, I'm sitting in the front row. So Rodney brings him on, and Lenny goes, hey, hey. And it, it just happened. Our eyes met, and he went, hey, John. Yep. John. Yep. Now, I missed it the first time. I thought yep. I was going to be, like, the camera was going to be on me. All, right. Not one. Yeah. So I, I invited all my relatives over the house. I'm going to be on HBO. <laughs> right. Not yep. once, right? right. But yep. then six months later, somebody goes, do you know that Lenny said hi to you? Yeah. So I go, no. So I buy it. I buy the, I buy the, uh, the tape. Sure enough, right at the beginning, hey John, there he, he does is. it real quick. Hey John, yeah, yeah. and he goes into his. I go, you said hi. 
Yeah. Said hi yeah. to me on yeah. HBO. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's go. awesome. So HBO anyways. special. That's fantastic. Have I bored you enough? Oh, God, we can listen to you all day. I mean, these stories. I love it. I love it. We love hearing the stories. They're unbelievable. This is what it's all about. You have so many experiences to share with so many people, and we love to bring it to all of our audience that we have on this Never Stop Getting It podcast crew. I mean, this is what it's all about. Absolutely. This is, this, is why we do, this is why we do what we do. Yes. Because, again, we want to showcase those who never stop getting it like you do. And, and not only that, but just bring joy to those who need around. It. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, everything you do for charity, everything you do to help everyone else out. I mean, this is what we want to make sure everyone knows about. So thank you thank for you. not only thank sharing you. all your stories, but just being here today has been an honor for us. Uh, we really appreciate it. I, I thank you for saying that. I don't know if it's an honor, <laughs> but, it's no, an but, but thank really, you, guys. It really is. No, really. It's, it's always a I love, you know, I love yeah. being able to share some of the stories. I, you know, it's funny, um, uh, you know, I have a friend of mine that's a singer, Joey Canzano, and every time we start talking, he goes, you got to write a book, yeah. all your experiences, you know. I mean, how many people, I, I opened up one time for Engelbert Humperdinck, right? Yep, yep. Wow. And then yep. afterwards, he invites me backstage, you know, back to his dressing room, and I had my friend Joey and his fiance with me, and, and, and I'm having this conversation with Engelbert, and we're like just going to town, and finally, at, a, at the end of his set, he did a tribute to uh, D. Martin and Jerry Lewis. Oh, nice. Right? So when I said to him, I said, hey, Engelbert, I got to tell you, you did a really good Jerry Lewis. He goes, well, thank you. I go, because, you know, I do good Jerry Lewis. I, 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 uh, Engelbert, I can do the thing I was in Buffett. So he goes, oh, you do the thing? I do the, no, you do the, and we're doing dueling Jerry Lewis. I'm doing dueling Jerry Lewis's that's with Engelbert right Humperdinck. Yeah, oh, that is classic. And, and true story, and I, my right now, he asked me to tour with him. He asked yeah. me if I yeah. want to go out and tour with him. Because right? that would have been great to do oh. the, the dueling Jerry Lewis. Oh right my there. God! You know, yeah. yeah. He, but he said he gave me all the information. Your Schwartz is as big as mine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he couldn't have been nicer, and he liked me. But see, I, I could gear my odd, I could gear my act to all the crowds. He, you right. know, he had right. all the crowds. Right. Say. Right. So I, I have material that I that I do when I when it's when I know it's all the crowds and right. you, know, you gotta kind of watch what you say. And right. Absolutely. But it yep. went it went over great. But see the thing is, I was in the post office mm -hmm. and I would have had to quit, and I yep. wanted to put my time in so I can get a little retirement. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? So, uh, but it was a great experience. I had, I mean, with him. Oh my God, it was. I mean, he was telling stories about John Gotti and oh. Yep. Really? Hey, oh, yeah. Because yeah. oh, I said to him, great. I said, Engelbert, uh, do you miss the days when the mafia ran Vegas? He goes, right. oh, Johnny, let yeah. me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't think that they don't have a hand in what goes on oh, in Vegas. Oh, yeah, even today. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but that was, that was, uh, I mean, Pat Cooper. I mean, I've worked yeah. Pat Cooper and on and on. De Dennis Larry a million times. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, we like I said, Boston, Don Gavin. Uh, I don't know if you know Don Gavin, one of the funniest guys in the country. Does he's been doing cruise ships for 20 years, um, and um, another one of the funniest guys in the planet. So this this town, you know, you know, I got to tell you, do you know who? Um, oh, now I can't think of his name. He's, he used to be on Saturday Night Live. He used to do the weekend update. Oh, uh, Col Colin, Colin Quinn. Yes, Colin Quinn. Okay, yeah. so yeah. I'll tell you a little story about Colin. 
I'm going back in my infancy, when, like I said, 38 years ago. Right. He came to Boston. He was the hardest comic in New York at the time. Right. Joe Yannetti was very good friends with him. So Mike Clark booked him on 11 shows, and I was going to be on one of those shows in, uh, I believe, in Lowell. So, do you know, he was, here he is. He's like the king of New York City right now, right, comedy. Right, exactly. He bombed in 10 <laughs> out of the 11 shows. Really? Okay, yeah. yeah. So when I worked with him that day, um, we you know just talk. Hey, Carl, how you? Now, he wasn't like famous. Right. He was just a. He was just right. a good comic from New York City, you know, comic Quinn's the hottest comic in New York, right? Right. So anyway. Well, what did that really mean back then? Because obviously New York, you know, you, if you were a really good comic, you probably came from Boston rather than New York, right? Well, again, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So listen to this. So anyway, he, um, so he comes in and I, you know, I meet him, I work with him on the same show. Uh, Joe Yannetti's like a distant cousin of mine, so we, we always say we're cousins. And so so yep. Joe said, uh, "Call him my cousin Johnny. He's a mailman during the day, right?" Right. So let's cut to the chase. Last year, I got hired to do walk around magic at this event. Yep. Now the, he owns the casino in uh, this little casino in Salem. It's a it's a poker room in uh, Salem, New Hampshire. Okay. Behind the uh, Donna's uh, breakfast thing, right? Yep. So, who's the, who do they hire? Because you know, he, the guy spent like fifteen thousand dollars. He hires Colin Quinn because Colin wow. Quinn happened to be doing something in Boston. Now I haven't seen him. Yeah. And God knows how many years. So I said, let me go say hi to him. He was in another room. Right. He goes, Johnny, how you doing? Yeah. The mailman, Joe Yannet, he remembered yeah. 40. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Wow. And I had, awesome. I had gold shoes on. I had these yeah. gold shoes, right? Right. He goes, oh, my God, I love your shoes. Those are fantastic, you know? <laughs> Sometimes great. when I do magic and I do events like that, I wear these crazy uh, gold shoes. Yeah. But I could not believe that this guy remembered me after 38, 39 years. You That's know? amazing. I, yeah. And I, I love this uh, Broadway show that was... Um, it was, I think it was directed by Jerry Seinfeld, if I believe, if I'm correct. Yep. But yeah, honest to God, uh, I, he has another uh, one off Broadway. I want to go see Colin Quinn. But good, good, uh, good one uh, coming up with Colin yeah. Quinn. Oh, I, love, I, I used to love Saturday yeah. Night Live. Now I work for a living, so it's tough it's, to yeah, stay up that way and watch it. Well, we get older too. Yes. That yeah. Has, that so we don't want to we don't want to use up all your stories because we'd love to have you as a guest again. I yes. would love to be a guest anytime. In, in ten been, minutes, you have a show. So this has been unbelievable. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much yes. for being a guest with us. We really appreciate it because we know you never stop getting it. And so thank you for never stop, on. never stop, never, 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 never stop. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Thank you. Hey guys, thank you. It's been a pleasure uh, being here with you guys. I'd love to come on again, and um, keep on doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. Oh, we appreciate and it. It's been thank a you. pleasure thank being you, here thank with you, you guys. Much. Thank you. From you. That's great. All right, never stop getting nation. We'll talk to you later. And of course, never stop getting it. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Never Stop Getting It podcast. And join the community on Facebook, Never Stop Getting It, and Twitter at Never Stop Getting It, and of course, NeverStopGettingIt.com.